Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Killy Trend Murphy. Um, it's not sweaty at all. Uh, it is what we're talking about. I'm Jack, and that right there, well, that is super producer Becca Ramos. Hello, hello. Have we done that one before? Who knows? It's actually what, impossible to know. Killian Murphy? Yeah. No. Silly, silly Trend Murphy. <laughs> silly Trend Murphy. Um, <laughs> So, Killian Murphy, the, this photo was being sent around in our group chat of him standing next to, a little bit behind, Justin Timberlake. Um, and Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried. And next to Amanda Seyfried. Um, and looking very tiny, looking like a, tiny. a very short, short man. Um, Small. There were a couple moments in Oppenheimer when I was like, in that shot, he looks a lot smaller than I think they intend him to seem. <laughs> and th- so there's this photo of him from the in time premiere suggesting uh, that my eyes were not playing tricks on me. Uh, Christopher Nolan was playing tricks on all of us and using some Forever. Lord of the Rings. Murphy yeah. A few times in his movies. So the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing us all that Killian Murphy is tall and lanky. Um, <laughs> it, it, it would appear that my, my internal image of Killian Murphy was based on some Lord of the Rings style forced perspective shit. Like, have you, have you seen how they made Lord of the Rings? Like no. the behind the scenes pictures, like it, it would be, like because they needed people to be all different heights, so they would actually have somebody. They'd like shoot someone with like a deep angle or deep focus lens, lens, and yeah. they'd actually be like twenty feet away, but like you wouldn't know it, and like that's <laughs> how they were made to look as small as they were supposed to. Um, I don't know how they were doing what they were doing to to me and uh, you know everybody who thought of Killian Murphy as like sort of a tall, lanky. Fellow. 
Like lanky would be, that was the phrase that, or the word that you used when we were. Yes, he looks like, okay, so I have seen images of Kelly Murphy forever, it feels like, because he was in what, Peaky Blinders, and yeah. he was in Inception, and now this, and I'm sure other, I know horror movies in the past, like that one on the plane, 28 Days Later. Yeah. Uh, he's always, to me, felt like Slenderman vibe. Like really tall, really lanky. A slender man. And seeing this image has tickled me to my core. Of the Dublin so Slenderman. Tiny. Yeah. Because yeah. he looks so tiny. But also, I know, um, iconically, I have a really bad gauge of height because I'm really tiny. I am 5'2", and everyone to me is tall. <laughs> so oh, interesting. I'm like, yeah. oh, everyone's tall. Like, they're definitely six foot. And Becca's, and people are like, no, Becca, that person's 5'7". And I'm yeah. like, oh. They, you know, six foot to me. If I wear heels, they're still going to be taller than me. So, right. yeah, I don't know. This is always fascinating to me. And it's not from a uh, perspective of any like shaming or anything like that. It is purely like a mo an exercise in movie magic. I'm never Truly. Not impressed when somebody who I've seen in a hundred different contexts turns out to just not be the shape that I thought they were. Absolutely. So Killian Murphy, I think, is maybe the the biggest example of this that I would like my internal, you know, size yeah. sizeometer for how tall he was was uh, was way off. Um, well, we kind of went down a rabbit hole before we started recording yeah. on all these different charts yeah. that people had developed of men in Hollywood's height, and I would argue I feel that way about all the men on these charts. Like it's like I would have never. I mean, it's when you put them all together in a row yeah. you're kind of like of course this makes sense to me now yes. but when you're in the movies and you're watching them i would never think these men are this short i feel like right. hollywood always is like no everyone's six foot plus this yeah yeah everyone just is made to look like they are <laughs> the a little bit taller than six foot yeah yeah that's uh so jamie fox is like you know five foot ten and this is like listed height you know so that's it it's not always On going to be Wikipedia. the truth yeah. yeah, but I would have never thought Jamie Foxx was under no. six feet tall. Um, Antonio Banderas is like 5'9". Sylvester Stallone famously, but that was one that kind of threw me for a loop. He's listed as 5'10", but uh, <laughs> he's not 5'10". Like they say George Clooney is 5'10 on this list. Would have never thunk. Yeah, George Clooney really reads as like a 6'2". At um, least. Yeah. Um, Stallone, uh, or sorry, uh, Kevin Hart, is and this this one got me because I knew Kevin Hart was short, like he makes jokes about it, but he's two inches shorter than Joe Pesci. <laughs> like he's very so small. he's five two. He's five foot two. Yeah. Wow. We're the same height. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and then Danny DeVito is actually six foot six. <laughs> that is believe it or not. Yeah. They've been no. Um all right. Anyways, hit us with your the ones that surprised you the most yeah um, yeah let's talk about everyone's favorite movie from this summer the sound of freedom <laughs> the sound of freedom <laughs> like as i was doing research on the sound of freedom and like how bad it's fucking up people's ability to actually address trafficking like th there are these articles that just give it the benefit of the doubt in like such a weird way i guess because they're like well it made money so it, there must be it must be doing something right but um like there's this USA Today article where they say like this 
guy is like credited with saving all these children. And then they like later point out that like Vice Media contradicted that with their reporting. But it's just, anyways, we've mentioned before that human and sex trafficking doesn't look like it does in movies like Taken, for instance. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not just the sound of freedom. Taken, you know, uh, also portrays a world in which like human trafficking is something that it could happen to any of us, you know, the wrong Midwestern 30 something <laughs> finds a zip tie on their car door handle and they're like whisked <laughs> away and they wake up and they're on a yacht where like entertainment executives and Barack Obama are like bidding on like the right <laughs> to own them. Um, and the truth is like the exploitation and trafficking that actually happens and that actually like fuels that they're, they're like really troubling stats about like how common it is and still yeah. in this world is not fueled by abduction. Data suggests that just 3% of victims of trafficking are actually the victim of abduction. Like there's economic ways and like familial like things that are done to put people in these situations where in order to survive, they're like forced to, you know, basically live in slavery. Um, yeah. And so 3%, like a tiny, tiny portion of it looks like what these people think it all looks like. And there's this like weird statistical, like wandering thing that is happening where they take these statistics about how common it is that are driven by inequality and racism and like racist immigration policies. And they ignore that part and then make it seem like this is a danger to you and your family. So I don't know. It's crazy, but there was an article in Vice today that was, uh, or a couple days ago, that was like, this is becoming a problem for organizations that actually work to help people who are the victims of trafficking. And like they, they talk about one group in North Carolina that, like, at a recent meeting, a volunteer was just like, actually, what you're saying is a lie. Do your own research. I've, like, seen Sound of Freedom and oh, I've. No. <laughs> seen facebook and uh therefore here's what it actually looks like and it's it's becoming like a real issue like the chair at the united nations fund for victims of human trafficking and contemporary forms of slavery says the movie does not raise awareness they say it's not awareness this movie is full of assumptions and it's a dangerous portrayal of what trafficking is um and so it's it's a mess Big mess. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk TikTok. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. 
Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And Becca, you are famously on TikTok. Um, famous. Famously very on TikTok. Not yes. viral, but I'm chronically online. And... I wanted to bring attention to the Cindy Liang Bagu drop. I feel like those who are fashion girlies, those who are Bagu girlies, they were very upset about this drop, not the collaboration, but the drop. I feel like the collaboration had a ton of hype. I personally was very, very excited about it. I did get a bag slay, but it went so poorly from a marketing standpoint and logistics standpoint that I felt like it was notable to talk about a little bit. I think as the rise of this hype beast culture has come to this, I feel like capitalist culmination point where I feel like we're having a reckoning with like sustainability and resale culture and the economy because Bagu in and of itself is recognized as this like sustainable brand, right? It's all about reusable bags. Their price points, I would say, are pretty affordable, They do like travel bags, they do carry-ons, they do like packing cubes, all in the name of like sustainability. Like these are things that are supposed to last at a pretty good price point. 
They partner with Sandy Liang, who is a very much popular new, you know, I don't want to say new, new, but, um, you know, luxury designer here in New York who is Asian American. I feel like she's become kind of beloved and has this cult following. And so her drop sold out within minutes, it malfunctioned in the sense that they sold everything in the pre-sale. So those who didn't get the pre-sale texts didn't even get a chance to buy things in the regular sale. Um, they're having a second drop because they fucked up so bad. It was like a whole thing. And now all the people who got bags in the original drop are reselling them on Depop and other resale sites for like triple, quadruple what these bags are, which I think is such a oxymoron of what the original purpose of the Bagu Sandy Liang drop was, was to make this make it expensive brand yeah. accessible. Yeah. And I mean, this is very common sneakers too. And yeah, it, it just, I do wonder if like sometimes, you know, we, we've talked before about how streaming services like will have things like when a big show is premiering, there will be like an outage and then that will become a story. I and do there want, were like Love yeah. is Blind that happened. Like they were yeah. trying to do the live stream on Netflix for the first time. And yeah. It like went so poorly yeah it, it's an interesting question of like whether it's intentional or whether things are just broken and yeah. like it's just nobody on on the infrastructure side is like incentivized to make it work because yeah. then it's actually just like a marketing win for them yeah exactly all right uh should we talk baby names so it's yeah. always fun to take a look at baby names um this is from nameberry.com <laughs> what which <laughs> We is one of our leading sources. We probably the most linked to uh, sites that we have are uh, the AP Reuters and then Nameberry close behind. Um, but these are supposedly uh, the 20 most controversial baby names happening right now. Um, and I just want I just want to go through a couple of them because <laughs> so Adonis is one that I don't know. It's it's the name of a character in Creed right? It's the mm -hmm. name of the character in Creed, but I, it, it feels like a good movie character name. Great name for a god, <laughs> for a mythological <laughs> yeah. character. But man, what a, it's a lot of pressure to put on a kid. Yeah, I guess because it says the name of a handsome young lover of Aphrodite in Greek myth, the name has become synonymous with masculine beauty. And the way this article kind of writes it is like, they might not live up to that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, they have Blair for some reason as being uh, uh, controversial. <laughs> but uh, Dixie also caught my caught my eye. Um, that makes sense to me a little as bit. As a name or as a... <laughs> no, no. As a, on the controversial name Yes. Yeah. I, I just... I, yeah, please don't name your child. Yeah. Dixie <laughs> would be my uh, advice. Um, it's like, you know... Scarlet, Savannah, Clementine. Yeah. Like you hear those types of names and you're like, okay, I think I see what you're doing there. Um, but Dixie's like a whole, and again, it's, it's like, you know, Adonis being just the most on the nose, squarely like, whoa, we're really going for it. Also like Gunner is one that I, I have actually heard in the wild. Um, Yikes. Like it seems like, again, a step up, like it's in the same family as, wilder or maverick uh which are names that i've heard but like gunner 
feels like it's like whoa you you have gun right there in the in the name <laughs> cult uh i've heard i've heard cult yeah and like that i think it accomplishing the same thing without putting a gunner there in the name and then finally just shout out to uh anyone who named their child harvey uh because they <laughs> they're pointing out that prior to 2017 it was like part of the you know, old timey name revival, like that went along with, you know, old names like Howard and, you know, stuff like that. Mm. But oof, 2017, uh, not a good, not a good year for people who know between Weinstein and Hurricane Hurricane Harvey. But yeah, I, I don't know. And it's also not one that like has a easy nickname. No. Harv. Harv. RV. Come here, Harv. <laughs> Just go RV on them. Uh, anyways, uh, those are some of the things that are trending on this uh, Thursday, August 10th. We are back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show with Miles and with one uh, Chris Crofton. So get ready. Hold on to your butts for that, folks. Uh, Becca, where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? You can find me and follow me at Bex, B-E-C-C-S Ramos on all platforms. And I just want to shout out anyone who donated to Miss Ortega's wish list. I really appreciate it. Y'all are the best for a second year in a row, helping out my favorite English teacher. And I know Miles had said that we were on the TDZ um, Twitter retweeting any lists that y'all send us for other teachers that are in need. So keep doing that. Keep sharing. And the school year is coming up soon. So yeah, shout out to all the teachers. Yeah. And shout out to my mom for retiring this year. Hey. Congrats to her. Amazing. Um, All right. That is going to do it for us this afternoon. Uh, Back tomorrow. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Get the vaccine. Don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we will talk to y'all tomorrow. Bye. Bye. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.